But anyway, oh man, I am super excited to be here. Yes, it's Rosh Hashanah today. So happy Rosh Hashanah. Go ahead, tell us about it. Oh, it's the Jewish New Year. Or is that Yom Kippur? No, it's the, no, it's today. It's the Jewish New Year. Wow. What was it called? Rosh Hashanah. Happy Rosh Hashanah. Happy Rosh Hashanah. That's it? You just give me a thumb finger? I'm still doing this. I'm trying to get this done so I can get on here. I'm trying to get it on the um, Patreon. Give me a second. Oh, speaking of the Patreon, if there is any chance that you were going to join, this is the time to do it because I'm going to be doing episodes all week about the guy we're covering tonight. And you definitely don't want to miss him. I'm even doing. Oh, I, I said what we're covering. That's, what are we covering? Oh, OK. You told you did tell us this week. I've been talking so. about it all week. You didn't tell me. All right. Check it out. There's even a freaking free trial. On Patreon. So just sign up for the damn free trial and at least watch the videos. Patreon.com slash talk murder. This is one you don't want to miss because I'm not doing two dinky episodes on here like some other podcast. We're going in depth. We're going to follow this guy and we're all going to hell Satan together. I mean, we're all going to figure (laughs) out this guy's background together. I mean, what? So you definitely do not want to miss. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And those are going to be exclusive and you're going to hear it on iTunes like a week later and you'll be like, man, that would have been so cool Dang, to see. That would have been so cool. <laughs> well, I, um, I'm i actually really excited about this. It's getting to be pretty much your favorite time of year. Like, let's just call it officially fall. your favorite time of it year. It was cool outside this morning, so now I am ready to accept yeah, fall. Yeah, it was perfect outside. It was absolutely gorgeous this morning. Um, that is true. It is my favorite time of the year. I love this season, probably because I do true crime all the time, you know? You love horror movies. I love horror movies, yeah. Horror, not horror <laughs> No, I'm, I meant what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> Y'all. Canceling, rejoining, and getting a new surprise shot. As long as it's not a ch- shitty surprise shot. And I don't, well, I think you, what did she request? Who? Yeah, and you know, if you're a Supremo, you don't have to have one. You understand, yeah, right? Yeah, we'll do, like, we'll do fuck? multiple. We'll just prioritize yeah, who one. has, like, who has not gotten theirs yet. But yeah. if you are a multiple month supporter, as a Supremo, like, yeah, we'll do some more. And Lauren, we have a something coming for you. Yep. Yes. I just didn't know how to fill out the customs form. No Vegemite. We're, we're going to no have, Vegemite. how do we banish somebody from the Patreon? <laughs> no Vegemite. Yeah. No Vegemite. All right. Let's see who is on the live chat here. We've got, let's see, Sable. We've got Lauren. We've got Tina. We've got Brittany, Shram, Brandon, Art. Um. Uh, who else? Who else? Is that it? I think I got everybody. Everybody on the first time around. Any new Supremos to welcome, Jen? No new Supremos, but we do have a couple of new tacos that Ooh. joined this week. So um, welcome to Danielle. What's up, Danielle? Yeah. Hey, Danielle. Thank you so much for joining. And I think last week we shouted out Manga, but I'm not sure. If no, I don't think so. Manga? Oh, yeah, like Manga. The, the comic book? Manga. Is, is that how you spell it? Same way? Yeah. So welcome, guys. Thank you so much um, for joining. Like the comic book. I sound like such a <laughs> uneducated old guy. <laughs> what's up, Manga? And what's up, Danielle? So thank y'all so much for supporting us. Guys, if you don't support us on Patreon, like John said, this is the time to do it. Um, but we could not do what we do and continue to do what we do without your support. And like I've said before, I don't think we would want to uh, do it without your support. So um, I'd probably still do it. I ain't got nothing else to do. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 
<laughs> Nicole's like, no, he is not kidding. No, you're right. We, we wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Full time, at least. I would have to work at Home Depot. And yeah, that would. Uh, I mean, I love Home Depot. Yeah, So I that would too. be pretty awesome, actually, in some some respects. Yeah, until I stabbed my manager with a shovel. Yeah. Like, like I almost, you know, I was trying. I didn't stab the possum. I let it. He was living. I'm just I'm just glad that it didn't die. Um, But yeah. Well. Oh, my God. I am excited today. I hope everyone's having a great day. A great day. And oh, my God. I'm, I'm all I'm going to do right now is just log into the live chat to chat with you guys and we'll get started. Oh, we got to do your surprise shot. Mm -hmm. This shot is for Rachel. Rachel, this is a specific one, correct? It is. That she has requested. It is a request. Yes. This is for Rachel. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. Ooh, that was good. That was really good. Um, uh, that was excellent. That actually really did taste like Kool-Aid. Who was that for? It was for Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Um, Love it. Yeah. So there's that. What's up, Morning S? Thanks for joining. Morning S. But I want to know if, uh, if these guys would listen to my Conspiracies podcast before I pour all of my work into it. So just put in the chat if you would. Okay, thanks. Everyone go do that now because I will hear about it later if you don't. Does anyone want to hear Jen talk about grassy knolls? Conspiracy? What is it? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but does anybody? Oh, want what that? was in the shot? Um, amaretto, Midori, vodka, and cranberry juice. I'm just kidding, Jen. It's going to be a great podcast. It was a fabulous shot, and I'm sure it will be a fabulous podcast. Jen, come to Hawaii during your free time, and don't bring John or Nicole. Wow, that's okay. That is uh, <laughs> wow. That one kind of hit hard. We already had a discussion <laughs> around how we she would love for all of us to go to Hawaii. However, that is pretty much an impossibility for you, and also an impossibility for me to go that far away from you, <laughs> and also an impossibility for me to travel that far because it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. You you know what's crazy though? I, I can't wait till they develop some technology where you can see someone instantly without having to travel. You know what I'm saying? What would that be called? Like if I was to get on some sort of thing with an aperture, maybe, and crazy. people can watch me so I don't have to travel. What would that be? Hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hmm. uh, tonight we are going to California. Who's from California on our uh, um, Natasha's in California. Wolfie's in California. Mm -hmm. Is anybody near Mon Monrovia, North Alta Vista? Isn't Alta Vista a search engine? Vista is a like program. Uh, Operating system? Yeah. There you go. Is that Windows Vista? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what was the best is Windows XP. That's the one I was thinking of last week when I was like, I bet you we're not running. Wait. Oh, no. Wait. Who was I talking to? That wasn't here. Oh, that my God. You else. are not running Windows XP. If if you were running that at your school, then No, God we're not. We're running. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. It's like, holy shit. Somebody give this place funding. We have <laughs> Windows 10. We have Windows 10. Jesus That's what Christ. it was. Oh but I was God. trying to remember the name of of Windows XP. That was the one that I was thinking of. All right. Well, I can't find the exact address, but we are going to Monrovia. So I'm going to pull up the Googs and we're going to go to Monrovia. Tell me if you know where Monrovia is. Oh, that is not what I want. Let California. Well, yeah, it's in California, of course. But like where? The United States. 
That's it, Jen. Jesus. Nailed you it. Freaking nailed it, dude. This is Monrovia. So who said they're from Monrovia? Oh, this is a nice little uh, town here. So we're actually going on this twisty road, kind of up in the mountains here, Monrovia Canyon Park. The house that we're going to tonight is way off the beaten path, and it's up here. Hmm. Some beautiful houses. Now, not all of these houses are of wealthy people, you know? I, I kind of wonder if Monrovia is a place where fires happen a lot. I would say California, probably. Probably. Yeah. So this is in uh, Southern California, and it's right by Los Angeles, the city of devils. I meant angels, right? The city of angels. That's where Slash is from. Do you like Slash? Jim? I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of Anchorman when they're talking about <laughs> San Diego, a whale's <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Doesn't it mean Saint Diego? Good times. <laughs> yes. I watched Anchorman the other night. Sorry. Um, is, it on, is it on Netflix right now? It is. Yeah. And Anchorman 2, which oh, isn't as good. Yeah, not as good. Still good, but not as good. I'm starting May 29th, 1985, 11.40 p.m. What? Say it. Say it. Don't spray it. We can't say it because we can't sing. May 29th, 1985. Hey, Mariko. Hey, Luna. Hey, guys. Hey. Good to see y'all. Mariko? Mariko? Mariko and Luna. Yeah. Nice. Very, very nice. May 29th, 1985, 11.40 p.m., North Alta Vista, the outskirts of Monrovia, lonely twisting roads. What time did I say, Jen? Don't know. Nicole? Don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I only remember you saying it was in 1985. I'll send someone a Richard Ramirez comic book if they can tell me what time I said. And with, a trivia point. <laughs> without going back in the next two seconds or whatever. Five seconds. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's the special. If you join. I'm, I'm sorry to plug it one more time, but I just got to say this. Forgot to say it. We have Richard Ramirez comic books. They're rare, super rare from like the 90s. So anyway, that's the last promo. I'm doing. May 29th, 1985 at... For our Supremos, new Supremos? Mm-hmm. At mm-mm-mm-mm p.m. 11.40 p.m. North Alta Vista, outskirts of Monrovia. A lonely, twisting road. A man is driving a beautiful, new gray Mercedes. Mm. This is 85, so... Top down? I'm thinking tape deck. Yeah, tape deck. Yeah. But all the amenities. Mm-hmm. Fully loaded. Fully loaded. Like yeah. Big potato. Leather seats. This man is driving these long, twisting roads. And we're going to talk a lot about this guy, but he doesn't need a compass. He doesn't need GPS. He doesn't need a map. Well, he couldn't have GPS. It was before it was a thing. Because this man was going where his God was telling him to go. And, and his God was saved. God, God was in control. This man has went through this subdivision. Now, the, subdiv the subdivision near the mountains is spread out. So it's not really a subdivision HOA, but there are a few homes. They're ranch style homes. Not all of them are insanely wealthy. They don't all have pools. Some of them are just normal people who've been there forever. Mm. He finds one that he likes. I don't know why he chose this and neither does he. It's just he was told to, to park here and that's what he did. He parked right in the front. Now this is... His God told him to park there? This was almost midnight and this is in May and I want to say we'll talk about this later but this was one of I guess this makes no sense now but the papers were saying this was one of the hottest summers ever which is probably nothing compared nothing to that compared oh to my this gosh one. it's probably like 94 <laughs> degrees and they're like oh my god I'm melting and now it's like 112 which is important the heat wave because this man wore gloves all the time unless it was too hot fingerprints Got you see it. what I'm saying yeah mm. like winter gloves or like 
leather gloves or like an OJ glove or like food service gloves or medical I'm, grade I'm gloves? I'm going to bet leather. <laughs> no, no. So he, I'll answer that question. He wore leather gloves, but the, the finger holes were cut out. So <laughs> <laughs> like punk gloves, <laughs> like bike gloves. He is sitting in this Mercedes. This is a brand new Mercedes. And this man, he's a career burglarer. He's a cat burglarer. You know what a cat burglar is? Yeah. What? Someone that creeps into other people's homes. Not technically. A cat burglar means someone who can get to the top balcony and kind of scale up there. That's why it's called a cat burglar. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he is very good at his profession and that profession is a career criminal. Hmm. But right- that's such an interesting way to think about things as a career criminal. Mm. Like, like when it's like, what is your, what is your area of profession? <laughs> like education. What's your, what's your <laughs> education? <laughs> Human resources. <laughs> Criminal. <laughs> like, you can put that eye on something. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't get hired anywhere else, maybe, but. Well. I always have trouble telling people what my job is. Oh, I'm, I edit audio. <laughs> I mean, just true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I edit a trashy crime podcast. All right. Anyway, this man knew the first thing you need to do is not case out the joint. He's sitting in that Mercedes, and the first thing to do is just. Roll the window down and just take it in. Just be completely quiet and still and let the surroundings tell you what's going on. Let the surroundings tell you how many people are in the neighborhood. Let the surroundings tell you if there are cars driving close by or if there are dogs that may bark. Let the surroundings tell you that. And that's what he was doing. Now, this one was even more special because this house had some beautiful orange trees that were sprouted, big old oranges. And he could actually smell that citrusy flavor waft through the air. Now, he sat there for 10 minutes. It was a beautiful night in May and he could sense someone was in that home, the home that he stopped at. It wasn't an extravagant home, but maybe modest wealth. He's a he's a burglar. He prefers money, but he'll take items because he has a fence, which is, you know what a fence is, Jen? Um, is it that thing that's like a barrier between two properties? That that is no, that's that's called a barricade. Like the barricade outside we got? The wooden one? Yeah, the wooden barricade we got. Mm. Yeah, that's not correct, Jen. A fence in this sense is someone who you can sell a stolen good to and he knows how to get rid of it. So Oh, okay. If you you would never want to go to a pawn shop, you would want to go to someone who could sell it out of town. You'll get a lot less for it, but hey, you're getting something. And if you break into a home and it's more jewelry than money, then that's kind of what you got to do. So every good, and just write this down, every good professional criminal needs a a good fence contact. Yes. So so Lauren uh, suggested hashtag education with John and that could be its (laughs) own segment. Yeah, it could be. (laughs) Like your definition of the cat burglar. (laughs) And then this just now, what is a fence? That is a clip for you right yeah. there that you can oh, totally yeah. on our TikToks. And nice. you know what? You can put the music behind it like you used to the, with Jen yes, versus Nicole. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. I want to do relationship advice. Somebody send me a question. If you're having a problem, I can guide you through it. <laughs> like vanilla ice. Oh my ice. gosh. You know what would actually be hilarious? I This is, oh, this is good. If someone had um, wanted any sort of advice, maybe it's perhaps more professional because that is my area and what I do. So it would be hilarious if someone were to ask questions and I would give my like professional, it, professional answer? answer and you would give oh, yours. Yeah. 
in what how you would solve the problem. Yeah. That, that would be, be the hilarious. Yeah. Yes, that would actually be really funny. And for guys out there, if you're wondering how to get a girl or keep a girl, I can definitely help you on that one. How did you keep me and well, get me? Well, the first, if you want to keep a girl you're with, and take notes, because this is... <laughs> is this the move in this without a, any notice well, advice? That is part of the process. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm here. Hello, i here. Here's all my shit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a joke like that actually happened. Oh, that, that is kind of how it happened. Yeah, I literally did that. <laughs> on, on purpose. Uh. <laughs> but that's that's like step five. There's like a... Step one, put an ad out on Craigslist. No. Step two, go to the Cashmere Cougars. Step three, go, I don't, I don't have go to a church. I don't have all the steps listed. I need to write a book about it, but... Go on a date into a church. There, can I tell you that no. there is one step that you got to do that is very important. And once you do it, they're yours forever. I Hold on. But you have to be a Patreon subscriber to get that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. good one. That's good. Because I'm worried about whatever you're going to say, this is public. And like, let's keep in mind what I do for oh. a living. So, so I think, yeah, that's going to have to be a paid subscriber comment. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm genuinely afraid what he's going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling someone today about our podcast and they're in... Um, and they were like, but she, my, my other coworkers who who you guys know, they were like, but she never posted anything. I was like, I don't post anything on mine. Like, I don't want parents and students to know like that I yeah, salaciously no. talk about murder every week. Like, would you want your yeah. school counselor to do that? I mean, granted, that's what everybody is doing like personally. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't tell people about the podcast anymore because they're always like, oh, yeah, like Morbid. Do you know those guys? Those guys are so good. I'm like, yeah, just like Morbid. Remember when you used to make fun of my favorite murder and then where did fucking more become from just out of the goddamn nowhere <laughs> hi <laughs> it's like it's me hi i'm the problem which is literally i love that you love that album it's so good i love it i'm gonna be completely honest why do you think i'm getting all tatted up because i feel like that is that's that's <laughs> that is what will do it a full sleeve is what's been missing for the last five years i think years. it is man Anyway, I, all right, I all right, have a strong it. feeling that we're going to get picked up by something major pretty soon. All right, Jim. Just what do you mean major? Just visualize it like I'm you would your your need for a new bike. You, you know, know, like you, what? I don't need a new bike. I know. It's I'm making fun of the secret. Oh. You, you know, Wondery reached out to us. When? No, I didn't yeah, know a that months ago. What? Yeah. Why don't I know these things? They reached out to us because I was like using their name in our thing, trying to get credit. <laughs> and they were like, I, we need you to stop doing this or we're going to send you to court. S- uh, cease and desist. <laughs> cease and desist. <laughs> He's not. He's joking. Yeah. You better be fucking joking. <laughs> it ain't your name on the paperwork. It's all me, asshole. I'm the janitor in the fucking company. <laughs> I'm the chief fun officer. These beautiful orange trees in this home, it just made everything so much more peaceful. Now, I'll mention later, but this man is heavily on cocaine. He is mainlining co- cocaine. Do you know what mainlining is? Yeah. No, this is another John jo- education <laughs> with John segment. <laughs> Please share it for Nicole. Let me just go and tell you what this guy did right quick. Okay. Okay. This is not part of it, but I do, I think it would maybe fit in. I don't know. Maybe not. You pull out a Pepsi can that is cut off. Like in half? Yeah, in half. You take the bottom, you pour some bottled water in it. You put a a Coke rock. I think this was kind of before crack was huge. So just cocaine. You buy 
your cocaine from this guy named Roberto at the bus station. You know, he's there all the time. You say, hey, I want two grams. Anyway, you put this cocaine in this Coke can. You light it on fire. It melts. You take a syringe that you have used a hundred times before. And then you take an elastic band. You tie it around your arm. You pull it up with your teeth so it so you get your other arm free. And then you just stick it around your vein. And it lasts about a couple hours. That high lasts about a couple hours. But I'm not going to get into his his drug use at this point. Just know that he is a little stoned. Anyway, back to the story. This man is a professional burglar and just by sitting out the sitting outside of the house, there's no lights on or anything, but he could just tell not who or what age or what gender, but he could tell, he could sense that there was at least one person inside the house. Okay. I don't know why. Maybe it was, it's just these little things that he don't even know subconsciously. Maybe the gate is unlocked or it looked like it was recently shut or the grass has been stepped on. Whatever it is, subconsciously, he knows someone's in there. Now, he's a professional burglar. A professional who does this for a living would not want to enter a home knowing someone is in there. Mm. And that is a very interesting dynamic with this man because he could have easily found a home that was unoccupied. Right. Do you think the hamburglar shared the same sentiment? Like, I feel like he would want to make sure people are home so that he could eat the burgers after they've been cooked. Yeah, yeah. That would be so funny if somebody did a video and they sentenced that burglar to 30 years in prison. (laughs) There you go. There's a skit you can do. McDonald's, McDonald's, you can add us for your next ad campaign. We'd be happy to be a sponsor. When it's Hamburglar Day and not Grimace Day. You are hereby sentenced. (laughs) You are hereby sentenced to 30 days of hamburger deals. National hamburger. Okay, if you keep calling about that, I'm going to want a McDonald's hamburger. So this is not. No, no, no. I heard that this is going to be National Hamburger Day soon. And McDonald's is selling their hamburgers for 50 cents. And Wendy's selling their their burgers for one cent. But I just heard a conspiracy that there's going to be, there's something wrong with that meat. So don't eat those burgers during that time. And then they referenced the Simpsons episode where they did the crusty burgers and like the people turned into zombies who ate them. So I'm going to stay away from Wendy's and McDonald's and any hamburger joint during that time. But that's just me because I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but like I don't want to become a zombie. Was that the first episode? No, but it could be. And Jen, I'm going to make you really sad. The singer from Smash Mouth is dead. I saw that. I saw that he died in the same week that Jimmy Buffett did. All right, back to the story. This man sitting in this Mercedes with the window down, he could sense that someone or some ones were inside and that didn't deter him. Number one, he wasn't, he didn't have a choice. He was there because his God told him to stop there. And number two, he often thinks about to to the day when he was a teenager and his older cousin who was a decorated special forces soldier who fought in Vietnam pulled out a shoebox under the bed. Now, this man sitting in the Mercedes at the time was a teenager. His older cousin pulls out the shoebox and was like, hey, I need to show you something. I think you're going to really like it. Inside that shoebox was a collection of photographs he has taken. And this was, like I said, a decorated soldier in Vietnam. And one of those photographs really stuck in his mind. And he always replays this moment. He saw it. It was the photograph of 
of a small girl. Now, she was dead, of course. This is in war. Miguel was his name, the cousin, the older cousin. He had actually no choice but to kill the small girl because he had spent the last 10 or 20 minutes violently raping her. So obviously he has to kill her. The photograph was a conquest. Her legs were spread. She was used, choked, and she was dead. But this man, as he's sitting there in this car, and he knows that there are potentially women inside this home, he is thinking about this photograph, and he is just thinking about the the options. Yeah, there may not be a lot of money in there, but there's something else that he really, really wants. That's pretty bad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There were two females in that house. He didn't know who they were, how old they were, but I'm going to tell you right now, the owner of the house, Mabel Bell. Oh, Mabel. Huh? Mabel Bell. Well, she is often called Ma Bell. Uh. She is an 83-year-old. Mabel, Ma Bell. I mean... No, no. no, no, Her nickname was Ma. I know. But I feel like she would have been better suited going by Mabel just done because her name was Mabel Bell. She could have just gone by Mabel. That that is like one confusion name. Mm. Mabel Bell was 83 years old, but she acted like she was 60. She still drove herself. She did all the shopping, all the cleaning, all the choice, all the chores. She's been widowed for a very long time. The other person in the home was her sister, a little bit younger, 81. Her name was Florence Nettie, or Florence is her first name. Nettie is what everyone called her. She was 81 years old and she's an invalid. So yes, there are two people in this home. There's not a teenage girl like he would like or even younger, there are two senior citizens in this home. Mm. I'm sorry, can you repeat that last line? There were no, there were not younger girls like he would like? Like he would like? Yeah. His his, his taste was for the, the young. I just told you that he was shown a photograph of probably an eight-year-old girl raped in Vietnam. And he mm. always brings that photo back in his mind. He talks about it a lot. And he's okay. thinking about that even when he's outside of the car. He's trying to get himself together. He's thinking about who's inside. He's fantasizing about what the possibilities could be inside. These are two older older ladies, mm-hmm. 83 and 81. One is a complete invalid, which means she doesn't talk. She doesn't move. She has to be taken care care of. Ma Bell, independent, drove herself around. She took care of her sister. She shopped, cooked, kept up with all the chores. She's the type of woman who has never been to New York City, but she knows the value of freedom living through the war. So every year she donates some of her money that she plans out to a fund that helps maintain the Statue of Liberty. Mm. Cool. Which is pretty cool. I I found that very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the type of woman who's in there. I wonder if they still do that. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. You know what would be cool if they restored the Statue of Liberty so that she was copper again? Yeah. I'm sure that would be super expensive. Yeah. Or put her like in like a a freaking cutoff, see your titties, you know, or or not titties, uh, um, jugs. Uh, Not jugs. Do not. (laughs) (laughs) Do not. Do not humanize Lady Liberty like that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, my husband. Thank you. I've been under the influence, okay? (laughs) He was about to say he was drunk and then he realized that he wasn't drunk. I'm also interested in in his uh, tell-all, how he got me. (laughs) The the more beer I drink, the more hot the Statue of Liberty looks to me. (laughs) 
you're not the only one fully erect. Wait, that is way. What? That is okay. That is too much. I'm gonna put the beer down. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the Washington Monument. <laughs> what the Washington? Like every have you noticed every monument is basically a penis. It's a phallus, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that the Lincoln Monument is because that's like that's actually a man. Yeah, yeah, but with a penis hat. Look at the hat; it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not wearing a hat. He doesn't wear a hat in the monument. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I don't know. I really want to go to DC and spend some time there, like, and go to the Smithsonian. Why and get shot? <laughs> what the fuck? I want to go to the Smithsonian. All right. So, what I'm trying to say is, this is a very active, independent woman. Ma Bell has been independent for a long time because she's been widowed for a long time. She wasn't showy, but like all women, occasionally she liked to pull out that lipstick. She had her favorite that she always kept on her nightstand. And I believe this was to show that she still has it and she can wear this better than the younger girls. And that was the Revlon Formula 2, which was featured in the Vogue magazine, 1983. Very cherry red. This man gets out of the front seat of this Mercedes. And I didn't tell you this at the time, but I wanted you to think that this is, this is a rich man driving that Mercedes and everything. But he actually just picked that Mercedes up from the oh, velvet. Say, does he own that car? From the velvet turtle restaurant. And he stole it. It was a hot car. That's what they call a stolen car. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I just thought of a turtle wearing a velvet jumpsuit. Which is actually a good way to do it. You get to drive a new car every day if you steal one. I'm just saying. Like, I was like, damn, that's actually pretty smart. Well, you'd have to know how to hotwire a car unless you stole it from the valet section. He gets out of the front seat, careful not to slam the door. He has gloves on. Because at this point in the story, I'm kind of starting in the middle. He knows the cops are looking for him. He's been in the paper and he's been following that paper pretty consistently. He was already a wanted man. More than that, he was a boogeyman. Mm. He enters the home through the front door because an 83-year-old Mabel, she grew up in different times where you didn't have to lock your door, mm. especially in, Mon in Monrovia, California. That's not a thing. Crime is just not like this. Mm. Even in the 80s? He walks right through the front door. He lets his eyes adjust to the, the nighttime. He pulls from his pocket a pen light and he begins searching the room. He's shining on the banisters, on the bookshelf. He's shining for anything that shines back. Jewelry, gold, money would be the best. Anything he could see. And he is getting angry because he is not seeing anything of real value. These women live very modestly and they don't have much to give and they don't have money laying around or jewelry. All the jewelry is family heirlooms and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Not Nothing you can sell for a profit. So he is now getting angry. He knows he needs to stay there because it's not him that is working tonight. It's not him that told him to be here. It's not his will. It's someone else's will mm. that makes him stay here. He goes into the kitchen. He is going through several drawers. He finds a knife, a few knives, actually. He looks through a few knives and... They're not the latest Cutco knives, and none of them are really all that sharp. He knows that he's not going to have a good time with these knives. So he's looking around, and he pulls out another drawer, and he finds something that he may have a little more fun with. He pulls out a hammer, and he's like, hmm, this will work. This will work pretty well. 
Yikes. At this point, he's... That was actually really spooky, yeah. the way you just said that. I know. I live it. Don't like that. At this point, he could leave. They would never even know someone entered the home. Mm-hmm. If there's nothing of value. Nothing of value. What's yeah. the point? Now, he does eventually take some things, but even if he would take some things, they probably wouldn't even know. Right. He could easily leave because he's also looking for money to get his drug of choice, which we're going to definitely go into another episode, cocaine. So he could leave right now, get enough money from some other, you know, house and then go get the cocaine he needs. But no, he doesn't. He grabs the hammer because, like I said, he's not there for himself. Although a faint smile does form on his face when he is flicking that hammer around. Now, Nettie was sleeping peacefully as well as Mabel. They sleep in separate rooms. Nettie is the invalid. She can't talk. She can't take care of herself. Mm -hmm. She is taken care by her sister. She is sleeping in the bed. She won't scream, obviously. She is the 81-year-old invalid. He walked into her room just by happenstance at first, and he's standing there, and he stands over her for quite a while. In fact, we know exactly when what he is about to do happen because in the excitement, her alarm clock, one of those old-timey ones, it did have batteries. It fell and hit the ground and stopped at 12.06 a.m. At 12.06 a.m., he was in the middle of what he's about to do. Nettie, the invalid 81 years old, was sleeping peacefully. This man walks into her room and and stands over her for several minutes. Like I said, he's been following his crimes in the paper and he's at this point very upset about his personal branding, the walk-in killer, they're calling him, the walk-in killer. That didn't truly tell his story. No, because he drove there in a Mercedes. He is standing above this woman. He grabs the hammer with his right hand and raises raises the hammer above his head. He's now brooding on the fact that he's known as the walk-in killer. A walk-in killer. They said walking. Sorry, that's where the joke fell short. He takes a swing down right at her head. She's sleeping peacefully. He uses both hands with all of his might on that downswing, quote, sinking the hammer into her brain repeatedly. Mm. Now, we can all imagine what an 81-year-old forehead and a skull would be like. Brittle. There's a reason why women of this age and men of this age take calcium supplements. Their skulls and their bones are thin. Sinking this hammer in over and over and over into the side of her head, the top of her head. He didn't mind the blood nor the brain matter that entered his mouth and flew on the walls. And you're going to read from the autopsy. I am not exaggerating on any of this. They use the word brain matter like it's just a regular adjective. The time was 12.06 a.m. And in the excitement, he knocks Nettie's clock from their nightstand and it stopped ticking. This man would later say, I love to kill people. I love to watch them die. I love all that blood. But even though he loved his job so much, it was very strenuous on him. And he felt sort of winded and his high was wearing off at this point. He needed help. The next sacrifice, even because he thought Nettie would be a sacrifice and she 
she was. This sacrifice coming up because he's already seen another woman in there, Mabel. Mm -hmm. This sacrifice, he is calling on his God, Satan, who actually, if you think about it, most gods would want you to do all the work, to give them the sacrifice. But I feel like Satan, at least in his mind, wouldn't mind helping to do this dirty work because he most likely also loves the brutality and the blood and the hate and the depravity. From true crime author Philip Carlo calling on Satan to watch what he was about to do, he raised the hammer and struck Ma Bell in the head. She woke up screaming in a panic, thinking she was in the middle of a terrible nightmare. The first thing she screamed because she saw this man, this tall, skinny, lanky man, the shadow. This man is wearing all black. He is has his hammer just going down at her. She tries to lift her arms up and she's screaming, I have no money. What? Who are you? Get out. Can you read the next one? I have no money. Get out of my house. Who are you? Mabel managed to say before he struck her again, sending brain matter about the room. He put on the lights, found duct tape, and used it to bind her ankles. Mabel also has a bedside clock, although hers is the type that plugs into the wall. And this man, in his element now, this is, he's in his zone. He takes the clock, he looks at it, and he flips it around and he rips that power cord from the back of it, displaying these two wires. And if you go back to, who's that guy we talked about with the dungeon? Can't remember his name right now. This, he is looking at these two wires and what's he going to do with this power cord? He's going to shock the shit out of her. She's already bounded at this point from what Nicole read, from duct tape, hands behind her back, her ankles bound up with duct tape. He doesn't need to bind her, but that that extension cord, but that power cord that goes into the clock is still plugged into the wall and it is sparking. It is sparking and he's going to torture her with it. Mm, terrible. The frayed ends of that cord really sparked and helped him recharge his momentum. At this point, he's coming down on his high. I don't know if anyone out there has been high on a drug and you come down, well, I guess even weed, but you come down and it's not a good feeling coming down. It's the same thing as alcohol too, I would imagine, you know, when you're hungover and mm. I know because I've been both. Oh. Yeah. So it's weird because like, all right, this guy, cocaine's his drug of choice, which the only time I've did cocaine was to, because I was drunk and me and this one guy I used to hang out with would get dr drunk all day and it would be like 8 p.m. and we're already wasted. So it, it just bumped us up to keep going. Does it kind of like even you out? No, it just kind of makes you bumps you up. It kind of like makes you still be able to go and party for the next four hours. See, hours. I couldn't imagine like mixing. But that's the only reason I would do coke, you know, and I don't know. Um, whatever. I mean, anyway, not that I'm a drug head. Well, you've just tried it. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I tried it. Yeah, I just tried it a few times, maybe 20 times, 30, whatever. <laughs> But he's coming down, but this electrical shock is helping recharge his momentum. He first places the frayed ends on her ankle, which were bound, and she jolts up. She's wiggling and squirming because, remember, she's bound. It looks like she's doing that dance move where you do the... The worm. The worm. Ooh. At this point, her body begins moving. Her 83-year-old body begins moving because there's electricity going through it. A lot of electricity. When they find her body, they're going to find all the burn marks on her, mm. all over her body. He loved to watch her wiggle. Can you uh, read the... Wiggle, 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 I love to watch them wiggle and squirm all over the place. 
and then just stop. That's what he would say later. That's so fucked up. Like he brings those frayed ends. He brings those frayed ends of that cord from her ankle and just goes up. They would they would find marks leading from her ankle to the very top of her head where that hammer had hit and her brain matter was protruding. I did see, and I haven't researched the case all yet, but I did see that he had mentioned Lovecraft, reading Lovecraft and reading Frankenstein. How do you feel by Mary about Shelley. That? Yeah. Mary Shelley. Who was related to our last story. Uh-huh. The Jack the Ripper case. Or the torso. The course of the Thames torso. So it's just fitting if he likes that stuff anyway that he would put those frayed shocking wires right there where her brain is protruding anyway. Maybe it would do something Frankenstein related. I don't know. It's Frankenstein. Sorry, Jen. Is that from Young Frankenstein? Young Frankenstein, yeah. I haven't watched that in a while. We definitely got to put that on we the should watch October it today. list. Yeah. Yeah. Hump? What hump? That's probably one of, yeah, that's one of my all-time yeah. favorites. Yeah. All right. So good. When first responders would find Mabel the next day, they saw the, quote, throbbing brain matter protruding from the left side of her head just above her ear. Mm. She was found alive, comatose, and completely unresponsive. It sounds like the possum from my earlier <laughs> encounter this week. So at this point, he has bludgeoned both women, but both are still alive. Ma Bell is now comatose. She has been tortured the way he likes it with electricity. High voltage rock and roll. Ba 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 ba. ACDC. Mm, yeah. Okay. Which is one of his favorite songs. Mm-hmm. High voltage. Mm-hmm. But geez, all this electricity and just the, mm, the torture and the blood and the brain matter, it gets him up. I was going to say it. it gets him aroused. Ugh. Gets him really aroused. The electricity is flowing. The blood is spraying. He feels aroused and he knows it's because Satan is with him and he is doing a good job. And that is his reward. Where is your coaster, lady? She's switching put, bottles. I'm switching bottles, yeah. We should just make it a thing where we just chunk the bottles at the wall. No. <laughs> no, because I would end up stepping on it and it would be a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we're we're not doing like a worker's comp insurance in this joint. I don't think we have benefits with this job. Nope. No, you this, have. This is not considered full-time employment. But you do pay benefit. What do you call it? You do. You do. We are making you pay us. A fee. <laughs> Stupid. All right. I the, do. It's $10 a month. Yeah. You pay yourself. You pay yourself your, pay your Patreon membership. It's true. <sighs> This man, he begins feeling aroused. He knows that's his reward for doing such a good job from Satan. Satan's making him aroused. I'm not just making this up. I'm not just saying this to say this. This is what this man is thinking at the time. Right. 100%. He is doing this for this reason. Do you understand it? Correct. I've yes. So far, I've mapped out three priorities in his life, and they go from the following. Drugs, his drug of choice, cocaine. That's number one. Number two two is not rough sex because rough sex is for a bunch of amateurs. He wants violent sex. Oh, He needs blood. He needs bloodshed. He needs rape. He needs fear. He needs that. And number three is his devotion to Satan, which I feel like, you know, a lot of Christians out there put God first. I feel like Satan doesn't mind being third because he himself also likes the, the fear and the rape and the torture, right? No. Okay. Anyway. I don't like that. But it's okay. I mean, I guess. Can you read the next one? 
From true crime author Philip Carlo, sexually charged by the violence, the torture, he returned to Nettie Lang, ripped off her nightgown, and he raped her. Satan, he knew, would be pleased with this work, or it was cruel, brutal, and truly bestial. He goes in there. Bestial, that's a word. He goes in there. Nettie, 81, is invalid. Not only that, her brain matter is on the wall. They find- Is she still, is she dead at this point? No. God, Both right. of part these, of her brain is not in her head and she's still alive. In fact, as you, we're going to read, both of these women survive, but they're both comatose, mm. both completely incapable of doing anything. Ma Bell will die soon later in a coma. She will just pass over Jeez. to the other world. Nettie will, her remainder of her life being fed through a tube. She's a vegetable. And this man, this man would want it that way. He does want it that way. Because think about it, you kill someone once and that hate, that fear, that brutality is just one and done. But now he knows and he feels good that every day someone has to feed her through a tube. So he's a sadist. Among other things. We're going to use the word Satanist a lot in these stories. No, but I said sadist. That's different. No, there's more than there's, he is, but he's a Satanist I, I, as well. I'm, I'm talking about something else. All right. Yeah, you are, but I'm just saying. Sorry, go on. We're going to use the word Satanist a lot in, in this man's story, and I'm going to really dive into it. But there's different sorts of Satanism. The most popular being what Anton LaVey put out as Satanic Bible. That's using Satan as a symbol. It's not even really worshiping Satan. Satan is, is worshiping yourself is it? and being free. It's, it's more hippie shit. Hmm. But this man we're talking about tonight is actually worshiping Satan as a god. Isn't there a difference between a Satanist and a, a member of the Church of Satan? Like the yeah. Church of Satan is not the same thing as a Satanist. But there's two different things. There's like the Church of Satan and there's a Satanist, Satanist, whatever, Satanic rituals and all that bullshit. The first responders found Nettie, the one that he raped, bound up a firefighter, Steve Ford, who had spent his life not only firefighting, but being a first responder. He's seen everything. I mean, he's lived through the L.A. riots and everything, seen all kinds of bashed up people and dead people. This man has seen thousands and thousands of injuries, but never, never like this. He would say that Nettie was so bounded up because he bound her. Remember, this man had bound her before he raped her. Right. Her hands were so bounded up that they were black. Mm. which means the cells, dead blood cells, the cells had already died and began decaying. Dang. There was so much swelling. The wire had cut into her skin and the flesh on the backs of her hands had split like furrowed soil. Jeez, what a description. This is an 81-year-old invalid female. This That's is so why sad. I wanted to start the story here. I could have started anywhere. And it, no matter where I start it, it gets it's bad, it's worse, it's terrible, it's horrible. Oh, it's just, I mean, this is what I'm bringing you guys into mm. here. She will forever be comatose. A, later, a Dr. Michael Argon would notice multiple tears around her vagina where she was violently raped. Mm. That was an invalid. She doesn't even move. Plus, she's bludgeoned already. Mm. It was finally time for this man to, as I said before, this man was not happy with his current moniker. The walk-in killer? What the fuck is that? It was time for 
this man to reinvent himself and, and more importantly, to allow the world to see the one true God, the, the God that actually does something for In you. In his opinion. And that God is Lucifer. I told you earlier that Ma Bell kept some lipstick on her nightstand. And I said it allowed her every once in a while to go out and get all kind of gig, you know, kind of giggly and just know that she could probably wear it or she used to wear it way better than the girls nowadays. She lived through, you know, those times. I would say depression times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and do you know depression in the really quick in the depression era? Do you know the one thing that women would always buy, even everyone's broke, is a lipstick. Lipstick, mm-hmm. because and that's that's incredible. It's I an think. indicator of um, the economy, mm-hmm. actually. Oh. The, oh, the lipstick sales? Uh, yes, because even, even today, e- yes, uh, it, I, it, it, it's an actual like economic term, but. Um, it's it's sign even in signs of economic decline, the purchase that a woman will more likely buy is a lipstick. Really, because it is something that can be if they have like a Chanel or a you know you Saint Laurent, like they will buy one designer looking thing to make them feel good, and they can wear for themselves. And it also has a brand piece where if they're out, they pull out a fancy Stat, brand like a status symbol. Yeah. Where even if signs are rough, if they have lipstick. So the increased lipstick sales is a direct correlation with recession. Interesting. Wait, so if there are more lipstick sales, they were mm-hmm. more in a recession? It's a it's a indicator of economic decline. Hmm. I wonder what lipstick sales look like today. I don't buy lipstick really. I don't wear lipstick. I just don't I don't know. I have a couple of um of, I have some lip stains. I don't wear lipstick, but like I don't wear I normally don't wear a lip color. I don't know. I feel like I look like I a wear, clown. I wear chapstick, that's about it. Yeah, I feel like I look like a clown if I have lip color on. So I just go with my natural lip. Which is sometimes chopped, but I, that would be how it be. My dog has lipstick. That uh, was so ridiculous. That was yeah unfortunate. This man, this night stalker, grabs this Revlon lipstick and he twists the tube. Now at this point, Ma Bell is silent. She's in a coma, right? But she's still alive, and that's how he wants it. He flips over her body, her left thigh, a varicose thigh, and he draws a star. This is Hollywood. Let's draw a star. Five point star. He's in Hollywood. But then he encases that star inside a circle. Mm. And then he draws a much larger one right above her head, right above the bed, the bed. Uh, in her lipstick? In her lipstick. Mm, what a, a sick penta- A pentagram. He then walked out carrying, after he made himself at home, he even ate a banana. Ate a banana because they got all the evidence and stuff. Ate a banana, took a piss, didn't flush it because they cupped out the, some of the piss, made himself at home. And then he walked out carrying a bloodstained pillowcase from the uh, true crime author we're reading tonight, Philip Carlo, with the sister's meager belongings in it over his shoulder like some Santa Claus from hell. Mm, that so, should be a title, Santa yeah. Claus from hell. He throws it in his stolen Mercedes and he drives off. What do you guys think about that shit? That's so fucked up. I don't like it. That's really sad. Can you read the People versus Richard Ramirez? It's only a quick little segment, but this is about the Mabel case, if you don't mind. 
mind. That's fucked, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I feel like I, we don't hear a lot about crimes against old people, really. But it just makes it worse, I feel like. Yeah. But he, it, it didn't matter. If it's unexpected. Were, that's yeah. for sure. He, it was going to be whoever was in that house. Right. He, he was going, you know. Yeah. As long I, as it was a female, probably, I mean. if there, you, So what would happen if the, it was a couple, if it was a male and a female? Well, he we're going to. We're going to go over some of that because he does. Yeah. So this is what Nicole's reading is from The People versus Richard Ramirez, also known as The Night Stalker. I've been telling you we're going to do this one for a while. Mm. And am I reading the very bottom? He didn't. Yeah, it's the bottom of the where it says Maybell. And then the next page. Well, it doesn't start with Maybell. That's why it's the page doesn't start. He said to start with Maybell. I don't know. I don't have the book in front of me. On May 31st, 1985, Carlos Valenzuela noticed that newspapers had been left in the driveway of the house shared by 83-year-old Maybell Bell and her 79-year-old sister Florence L. He knocked on their door but received no reply. The next day, he returned and knocked on the door again. When there was no reply, he entered the house through the unlocked door and found Bell and Florence L. Florence L. was laying on her bed. Hold on a second. Florence is Nettie. Right. Yeah. In one bedroom, Bell was laying, lying on the floor next to the bed in another bedroom with a table on her chest. Valenzuela removed the table and left to call the police. Paramedics arrived and found Bell still breathing and took her to the hospital. She was comatose. Her skull had been fractured. The injury could have been caused by a hammer. She had a black eye. A red circle with a star in it, a pentagram, had been drawn on her thigh, perhaps using lipstick. She had injuries on her body caused by burns. The bell died from her injuries about a month later in July 1985. Mm. In the other bedroom, Florence L's wrists had been bound using an electric cord and her ankles were taped together. Above the bed, a pentagram had been drawn on the wall. A tube of lipstick was found on the floor. A hammer lying on a table next to the bed had blood and hair on it. Blood and hair on it. Jesus Christ. Florence L. was taken to a hospital where an examination revealed evidence that she had been sexually assaulted. She had a puncture wound in her head, two black eyes, and her face was bruised. Florence L. later regained consciousness, but police were unable to communicate with her. Mm. Mabel slipped from her coma to death on July 17th that year. Her cause of death was brain trauma, but the actual cause, according to doc- Dr. Sarah Reddy, the medical examiner, was cranium cerebral trauma. Mm. But basically, that just means she was bludgeoned to death with a hammer. From the Night Stalker, the book by Philip Carlo. And this is, Philip Carlo has written other ones too. He's a pretty big true crime author, but this is pretty much the Richard Ramirez book. Mm-hmm. Now, I have others we're going to go into that that I'm reading as well, but this one is, you know, kind of like the summation, I guess. And we're going to be using a lot of newspapers because I love doing that. From the Night Stalker by Philip Carlo, the jury was shown morgue photos of Maybell Bell with tubes protruding from her neck and mouth. The head wound was so severe the surgeon could could not repair it. The brain matter was still visible. Dr. Sarah Reddy said, quote, these severe and fatal head wounds cause the brain tissue to swell and become soft and soggy and compress the breathing center and also the heart beating center. And that caused the stoppage of, of breathing and heartbeat. Nettie, as I said, the one, the invalid who was raped did survive, but she remained comatose. 
And like I said earlier, the killer Richard Ramirez would actually want it this way because every day he knows he is waking up and she is in pain. We are talking about Richard Ramirez tonight, the Night Stalker. One of the things interesting about this case is he was a certain way till the end, till his death in 2013. He is a Satanist. He has never said sorry or felt any remorse for his crimes. In fact, he is and he's he's back then and still has a huge fan club. Mm. Oh. Oh, a fan so club? A fan club. Oh, no. One of the, just one I pulled from the book, a Laura Kendall, a New York admirer of Ramirez says, from the first time I saw him, I was drawn to him. This is her. This is what she looks like right there. He has had multiple women come and visit him. He is quite a ladies man, or he was before his death. And some of the some of the stuff is crazy. Like if you see him, he always wears these Ray-Bans and there's actually, he got um, charged. Basically, they're trying to figure out how to charge him for refusing to take off his sunglasses in court. Hmm. He had an image that he perfected and he developed a huge fan club. In fact, this book right here, this book right here that we're going to be using, Letters from the Night Stalker, and this is basically a bunch of fan club letters from him. And in that book Nicole's got right there, it is also fan club letters. He was very popular and he maintained, I don't know if you can see his little uh, smile there. That is a... That's him on the back cover, sunglasses, giving the uh, devil horns mm-hmm. sign. The interesting thing about that is he maintained his image until the day he died, which a lot of people respect that because a lot of killers like Son of Sam, you remember, he's like oh, a Christian yeah, yeah, now, yeah. right? Yeah. But not Richard Ramirez. He was he was Satan until death. In fact, his last words were something of the effect, and we'll get into this, but he said something like, death is just whatever. I'll see you in Disneyland or some shit like that. He maintained that image to the day he died, and that's what people loved about it. Mm. I know this is brutal, and it gets really bad. I, I just, I still I don't think I'll able be ever able to be con- <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be able to comprehend like how serial killers and murderers have have like legitimate fan clubs and people that want to like adore what they do. I I mean, there I feel like there's one thing, it's one thing if someone if the evidence is questionable and it's like this person didn't do it and you want to fight for their innocence, but if it's like they're not denying it and they are trying to promote this certain kind of lifestyle where it's okay to kill and and you know harm people. Because if you, I mean, look at this girl, Eva O. She's a former Christian death metal or whatever. She's had a relationship with Richard Ramirez. But it's just the the image, right? I mean, look at him. He is wearing sunglasses, devil horns, like till the day he died, man. Like, I mean, he was, because Satanism is weird, right? We've done Satanism stories and it's usually the Anton LaVey Satanism where Satan is used as an image. It could literally be anything. You know, it's just more about freedom and doing what you want. That's like the Satanism most people think about. 
I mean, they think about there devil. There is a really good documentary on, I think it's Hulu. Where that one guy was trying to put a statue of the Baphomet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, that is it was, a good it was one. Yeah. really good. I think, was it called Hail Satan or something like that? I don't know, but the print. It was really, really good, actually, because it was a lot more, more about um, how intertwined, unfortunately, like religion is in a lot of our society, yeah. like Christian stuff with, you know, oh, I want a, we should watch a that statue. Again. Yeah, this would be a good time to watch it. And it's it's kind of like, all right, if there's really a separation of church and state, yeah, this is how it should be. It showed this, what she's talking about, it showed this one guy who was- I think a, he was the head of the Church of Satan, I think. Yeah, and he was going out, and he he made some really good points. Mm-hmm. I mean, Satanism, what he refers to, isn't like worshiping Satan as a deity, even though that's what Richard Ramirez did. The Satanism that he's doing is the Anton LaVey, which is basically worshiping yourself. It's, it's very different. Mm-hmm. The Satanism, I don't, I mean, they could have used something else. But this man, Richard Ramirez, is worshiping Satan as a god. is completely different. But anyway, what she was talking about is this guy, the head of the one chapter of the Church of Satan, is going out and he's trying to get, like, the Ten Commandments are displayed in front of our state capitals. And since we have separation of church and state, that shouldn't be there. You know what I'm saying? So he's trying to actually not get him taken down, but also to put a baphomet, which is the goat of, you know, the goat, um, mm-hmm. Satan goat or whatever. He's trying to also put a baphomet at the courthouses. It's actually really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was really I good. mean, I get that, but I, but that's not my point. My point is like people that are like, I feel like, no, my, my point was, I don't understand how people flock to and, um, <laughs> That was like 10 minutes oh, ago. Oh, yeah. I was like, you didn't say anything about this. About this. <laughs> what the fuck? How did that? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you were responding to my point about people worshiping killers. I, th- I, like, I thought that I you mean, were I mean, we probably were, but defensive. that was yeah. so long ago. <laughs> Right, because you guys went on a whole thing. I, but that wasn't my point. My point is that in any, regardless of religion, I feel like that killing people is not a good thing. Like, there's no benefit to killing people. No. Uh, if someone breaks into his house, there's a benefit of me killing them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get you that. You know, because then we don't have to go Costco shopping. We got meat for the week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Jen, you, you've been saying this for the last five years. You never understand how these killers do it. And yet it's how we make a living. So which, you know, I. Well, I'm not talking about the killers. I'm talking about the people that like, like want to be fans. You're an empath. You, you know, you you feel for these people. I, well, yeah, I, I am. We a took it the psychopath empathic. test. I, I'm pretty, pretty far away from the empathic. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I guess that's why we're semi successful is because we all have different personalities and beliefs, you know. <sighs> Anyway, and psychopaths the way to do it, man. Look at all the successful bankers out there. Mm. <laughs> that. Anyway. I hope you guys are excited to do Richard Ramirez. I've been wanting to do it for a long time. I was going back and forth on where to start this. And then, you know what? I was like, I'm going to research the one where he actually does something Satan, like, because he's known as a Satanist. Like, he is the Satan killer. Mm-hmm. And I, this is the first, the first time he actually 
decided they, and he's killed a lot before, but this is the first time he's actually used a pentagram and branded himself through the media. It, it's very interesting. He also talks a lot about Jack the Ripper. He likes Jack the Ripper. Oh, interesting. And, well, that's a coincidence. Yeah. In fact, a lot of the music he listens to at the time, I believe it's Iron Maiden or Judas Priest, one of those, he was talking about that they have a song called The Ripper and that is it's about Jack the Ripper because this man, Richard Mir- has listened to ACDC, Billy Idol, Iron Maiden. I mean, all the I love those bands like Judas Priest. They're all freaking great. But at the time, they were viewed as Satan. You know, my church would ban stuff like that. I remember they banned Marilyn Manson from coming to South Carolina for 10 years. Like he could not come. Like <laughs> he recently he played not long after we know Jimmy or all but that one time. The the South Carolina court system ba- banned him from my church church protesting and sending letters and all, you know, the church power, all the the donations and all the whatever. He could not play in South Carolina for 10 years. Like, seriously. No, I believe you. And and Marilyn Manson and all those bands, like, if you think about Black Sabbath, Ozzy Osbourne, you know, they were a country blues band who were playing a show. I don't know if you know this. They were some, like, brass pick or backdoor picking kind of band with some crappy blues name. They saw... Across the street, a theater, I think it was playing a horror movie or something with some kind of satanic twist. And Ozzy Osbourne looks at it. His name wasn't that, you know, it was some regular guy. And he's like, that's what we need to do. These people like that dark emo stuff. We need to rebrand right now. And that's what they did. Like they, they're just putting I on didn't a show. I know that. That's yeah. so interesting. So they're just putting on a show, man. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean. I mean, fuck. That's why I'm getting all these tats, yo. I feel it. <laughs> you are rebranding yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I, I feel like if I'd get a job as a uh, mortician or whatever. Just take, take us to the top. You have to have a degree to do that, you know. All right. Anyway, that's all I got on Richard Ramirez. If you haven't joined the Patreon yet, go do it. This is my last plug. Free trial I think we have on there. Dude, you want to see these episodes this week. We're, we're putting pictures on the Discord, everything. I'm going very deep into this guy because I've been wanting to do this guy for effing ev- and ever. And no one has done it right because if they if any podcast does two episodes on Richard Ramirez, it's not done right. I learned that the hard way. That's why I did 20 episodes on Jeffrey Dahmer. And if you look, the most one of the most searched terms is talk murder to me, Jeffrey Dahmer. Like people want that. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. And Jack the Ripper is going to be the same. Because like who I'm going that was everything, man. That was so in-depth. It was great. And like it's going to be entertaining, you know, because that's what this we is. Do. But anyway. Do we, do we need some theatrics going on? Or like, we yeah. can't sing <laughs> anymore, know? so yeah. I don't know about that. No, no, no getting flat. But that's all I got. If you if you um, subscribe to this channel, please, because mm, whatever, no want to push it. But we are <laughs> we are live streaming every day. True crime headlines. So at least do that. The true crime headlines with us. Cool. That's all I got. And plus, I wanted to see someone subscribe because this thing pops up. Oh. Anyway, that's all I got. I hope you guys it. enjoyed it. Uh, that's Richard Ramirez part one. Part two will be probably Tuesday, maybe. Anyway, that's all cool. I got. You guys got anything? Let's go get a hamburger. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. All right. Until next time. Hell. Satan. Good night, you lovely, lovely people. Kind of run this shit.